When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to That's a Hard No, the podcast about learning to say no and set boundaries to live our best lives. I'm your host, Heather Drago. You may think because of this podcast that I'm a boundary setting expert, but I'm not. I'm an expert at struggling to set boundaries. But you know what? I'm working on it and it is getting easier. Follow along with me as I learn from fellow strugglers and experts so that you too can start saying no without feeling fear, guilt, or FOMO. everyone from all of us at that's a hard no we just wanted to say from the bottom of our hearts that we love you as a friend but seriously this little community around learning to say no and set boundaries is such a godsend so thank you for listening and for following us on instagram and linkedin for sharing the show and all the kind reviews it means a lot to us to me personally Valentine's Day for me is a celebration of my husband, my wonderful family, our friends, all the things I cherish. For lots of people though, this holiday brings feelings of loneliness. It's tough to celebrate connection when you're still trying to find it. It's hard to feel loved when you're mourning a partner. If you've got someone, if you've lost someone, if you're trying to find someone, we hope today's guest can help. Chantal Landreville is an author and certified love and relationship coach who struggled with the balance of having it all in terms of friendships, finances, career, confidence, and pure joy. We talk about how to find the joy in your relationships and find the joy in finding your relationships. Well, welcome, Chantal. It's so nice to meet you. So nice to meet you. I've been looking forward to this, Heather, so thanks for having me. Me too. And I think this is a timely conversation because next week's Valentine's Day. And so we can touch on that a little bit. Um, but I want to start, I want to back up a little bit before we get to dating. On your website, you say, over the past 15 years, I accumulated a wealth of knowledge and wisdom. I concluded that it wasn't only about finding love, but rather it was more about learning how to love myself first. So let's start there. When is it the right time to start looking for love and when is it not? Such great questions. Wow. And it's, as you were reading that out loud, it it took me back to those 15 years that were 
painful in a lot of ways because I experienced a lot of loneliness and a lot of rejection and a lot of thinking, you know, am I not good enough? And the kicking and screaming and the frustration of, you know, going through the whole uh, dating Mm -hmm. process. But um, I'd rather say, is there a good time to find love or not? Um, That is really up to you. I will say this though, mm-hmm. there is a good time for you to find love with yourself at any given time. That's the, that's the key. And I, I know that this is something that we're talking more about. Uh, we see it, you know, this is the beauty of social media. We have access to much more information and self-love has definitely become a buzzword, but it truly, 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 truly is the success to succeeding in a healthy relationship. And that's, that's when I, when I got into my own relationship and realized the relationship I had developed with myself first and, mm-hmm. uh, not only self-love, but self-worth, it really translate the quality of everything in your life. Because if you have enough self-love for yourself, this is where you can actually have the strength to share and stand by your boundaries, communicate Mm -hmm. them, honor yourself enough, have enough respect to not let yourself be stepped on or compromise yourself in any way. Mm -hmm. And I was actually having this conversation yesterday with um, a friend of mine saying, you know, the beauty of experiencing love with yourself is that I'm in a beautiful relationship. I would die if something happened to my amazing man tomorrow, but I still have the relationship to myself and I wouldn't feel lost in any way because right. I, I have that relationship with myself, which I think is very powerful. Yeah. I think the sign of a good relationship, it's one that enhances mm-hmm. your life. doesn't become your yes. life. Yes, right? absolutely. Well said. So when is it okay to get out there? Like, and is it okay to be without a partner for a while? Like during that journey of self-discovery, self-love, like, I guess, I guess this question comes from, you know, I read in the news about how we're having an epidemic of loneliness. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the the U.S. Attorney General, or no, Surgeon General, sorry, wrong department, <laughs> the U.S. Surgeon General talks about the epidemic of loneliness. And I think a lot of people are very isolated yes. and don't know how to get out there and meet people or they're just afraid to get out there. So I guess... Let's talk about that. Just like dipping your toes in the water. How do you get out there? When do you get out yeah, there? Yeah, I, I actually, I, I had written an article about the dating trends for 2024 a couple of weeks ago. So I had to dive into the different uh, generations to see how are people dating depending on the age group that oh, that's you are. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. So great exercise for me. But the the what really stuck out for me is that I realized that it doesn't matter how old you are. We all have one thing in common. <laughs> you can be 20 or you can be 65. It doesn't matter. We are all on the quest and dying to have more deep, uh, meaningful human connection. But here's right. the thing that I noticed. There's a disconnection because there's never been a time where people are more afraid to actually want to go out and get that and invest the time and open their heart. So that was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, what's happening? And I remember through my own personal journey through these 15 years of being single, when I dive, when I dove into the real hardcore work to to understand why I kept attracting unemotional available people, my heart was not open. It was, it had a massive brick wall around it because I wanted to protect it. I wanted to stay in control. That's why I was attracting these kinds of people. 
And I want to invite everybody out there that's listening is that you, if you want to experience deep, meaningful connections, and this is not just in romantic relationships, it's with friendships, it's with coworkers, you really need to invest time because it's the only way that you can actually develop deeper, meaningful connections. And I think that COVID has definitely stepped us, or took us back. And I remember I'm a very extrovert person, very social. I used to work in social uh, environments all the time. And it was hard for me to reintegrate socially. So I can just imagine that the average person that already struggles with socializing and getting out there, it's been difficult. But I also mm. want to give the example um, of something I experienced a few weeks ago. I was attending a retreat um, with eight other people that I had never met in my life. So we spent three days together. And that's where the aha, the aha really showed up for me was here we are, three strangers, knowing nothing about one another, but we invested the time in these three days to create safety and open our hearts to share our stories and get to know one another. And it's unbelievable how the portal of connection really happened quickly in just three days. And now I have eight other amazing human beings in my life because we invested the time and we created safe space for us to do it. And I think that that's a problem that a lot of us are afraid of giving is investing our time and opening our hearts. So mm -hmm. I, I invite people to really think about that, especially if they're looking for love and want to attract love in their lives is that it's not going to happen until you do. And you will not be able to attract the quality of relationship you want to experience if you do not open your heart and invest the time to it. So on a very basic, elemental, pragmatic level, what are some ways you advise people to just like get out and meet people? Because I've been married for 27 years. Wow, I've been with the same guy for more than 30 years. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's been a rocky road, but we're still together um, <laughs> as all marriages are. Right. Yes. Um, so I haven't been on the dating scene, but I have friends who are, and I, and I hear kind of some of the horror stories of like online dating and and stuff. And I, I think people in general in society, our behavior since the pandemic, especially, mm -hmm. like there's a lot of lousy behavior going on just in general, disrespectfulness and a lot of anger. And I, I don't know what, just, it's just not pretty sometimes. So for someone who might be introverted, someone who's kind of feeling isolated, like how do you get them to get out? Like just to how to take that step? Yeah. you have any advice? Absolutely. So first off, find things that you love to do. The mm -hmm. activities that you love doing. If you're a hiker, if you're a golfer, if uh, you're really into food and you love to cook, I always say find mm -hmm. the activities that you thrive and that you love. And then there's amazing meetup groups that you can uh, go and connect with and meet different people. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that that activity will lead you to somebody you meet, but you might meet someone in that group that knows someone that wants to mm -hmm. introduce you to. So it's have an open mind and tr put yourself in situations where you're comfortable and mm -hmm. where you're able to meet people that have like-minded interests as you. That's mm -hmm. number one. That's mm -hmm. like super easy. And the number two is I say, you know, you can meet anybody anywhere at any given time. 
um, you just have to pay attention and yes. walk around with a smiley face. I mean, at a coffee shop, you could meet someone while you're in line, but we often tend to have our head down in our phones. Mm-hmm. We're uncomfortable with, you know, not having anything to do. So as corny as this sounds, it's like be present to what's happening around you. And again, it's not about necessarily meeting that person there. It's meeting someone that could lead you to someone else. Right, right. So, um, Or discovering a hobby that leads you to some other experience. Correct. And that, that experience, you meet someone. Just correct. like being open and present. Yes, I love that. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And, you know, I the, there's great places like farmer's markets are such a great place to meet and connect with people. You know, I always say that... Um, uh, uh, if you're, uh, if you're part of a membership, uh, private membership of some sort executive in your work line, this is also a great way to meet people. Mm-hmm. I know that this issue of meeting people and getting out there isn't just for people who are looking for love, mm-hmm. right? It can also just be people who just like, it's hard to make friends as an adult. Yes. Like it's not, especially these days, people aren't kind of in the same schedules and same environments as we used to be like you're not working in a place with other people as much as it isn't as um normal as it used to be right Mm -hmm. and so even my son who you know doesn't have his college friends around so he's just started volunteering started volunteering Mm -hmm. at animal shelters where he's meeting other people who care about animals and that's been great so i think sometimes volunteering or anything, getting out there, going to the library, talking to people at the library, yeah. anything. Open, right? open mind, open mind. And yeah. I love that you said that because I was actually listening to Simon Sinek uh, talk about how, because of people are working more still remotely, there's no community mm-hmm. formed in offices. It's harder. When mm-hmm. I said earlier, you have to invest the time That means if you are lacking community and want to meet people, you need to Mm -hmm. push yourself out of your comfort zone because it will not come to you. It's just, it sucks, Mm -hmm. but it's the truth. Um, So definitely push yourself out there and, and, and try it because if not, if we all say that and sit at home and huff and puff and say, "Mm, it's so difficult, nothing will change. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that I actually talk about in my book that's coming out on February 14th is Oh, what a good day for it to come out. I know. <laughs> Book on love on the day of love. It was, I'm not going to lie, it was a little bit planned for that. <laughs> a little bit of marketing in there. Exactly. Ooh, it. <laughs> it's already hard to, as an author, you know, so you have to try anything you can. Um, I love it. But one of the things I talk about as we were, we touched base a little bit about that, uh, a whole, the whole self-love piece, a a piece of self-love is self-awareness, right? So mm-hmm. understanding yourself, knowing yourself so well that you understand why you show up or not in relationships the way you do. Mm-hmm. So, um, and this, I'm, I'm taking the time to say this because people that um, are introverted, extroverted, whatever it is that you are, struggle with, you need to be so self-aware and understand who you are to be able to actually share that with other people. And mm-hmm. I think because people can't, aren't mind readers, right? We right. can't guess how other people are thinking and what, what their needs are. So the clearer you are on your needs and the more you, ha- you develop that self-awareness, 
with time, it gets more comfortable for you to express yourself what that is, which can also lead to, as I said earlier, to communicating what your boundaries are, what your needs, wants, and desires are. And again, I, I keep circling back to that. That only comes when you invest the time because you don't get to know someone mm -hmm. in 24 hours in a week or three months. I've been with my partner now for five years and we're still mm -hmm. getting to know a bunch of stuff from one another, right? But mm -hmm. the the safety that we've developed now through the, those last five years where I never feel like I have to run or hide because we have, yeah. we've built that safety and that only happens with time. And I think that people are often, they take, they take that for granted of what investing time actually means. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, we're in our third year of this podcast and for the first two years I had a co-host mm -hmm. who's a therapist named Sarah Saunders, extremely talented, um, very insightful person. And she used to say this thing that I have since like kind of glommed onto and I've tried to be mindful of all the time for the sake of my marriage is she said, I want to give the best of me, not the rest of me. Mm. And I realized kind of, as I was hearing her say that, like, I'm, I have such a tendency to be a workaholic and not set boundaries around work that what my husband was getting was the rest of me. Mm. And so now it's still a struggle and he has to kind of like text me, hello, hello, are you coming down for dinner? What's happening? Um, I do have to be mindful of like turning off work and my office is upstairs, going downstairs and like being present, being with my family. And even if my mind has still got the hamster wheel going on and I'm still thinking about work, at least trying to turn that off and be present with him and yes. talk with him and have dinner and all those things. Um, and it's something I'm working on. And even 27 years later, it's like, you know, you still have to make an effort. Well, one, it's great you that know? you have the self-awareness to be able to catch yourself, right? This is a perfect example. Well, I had a lot of help. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is like free therapy. <laughs> Beautiful. And you're sharing it with all of us. Yeah, so thank yeah. you. Thank you for yeah. doing what you're doing. But that's that's why self-awareness is so important because um, most people tend to focus on the problems. And it's focusing on a problem yeah. won't ever solve anything. It's like, what's the solution? So now, you know, your husband has communicated that with you, you know, mm -hmm. I, I'm getting the rest of you and here we are at home, not getting your full presence. So yeah, he communicated that you're focusing on the solution. You're aware of it. So you're always trying to work through it. And a lot of these behaviors or things that happen, especially if you've been in a relationship for a long time, um, that haven't been taken care of for a while and it, that stuff comes up. Yeah, you up get or... in a rut. You get in a rut and it's just the way it is. You know? <laughs> yeah, you think it's the way it is, but it doesn't mm -hmm. excuse the behavior. And then you have to right. give each other time to rewire that behavior and change it. So your husband needs to give you the time to give you time now that you're conscious of it. Okay, I need to rework on this because you're not going to if you've been doing that for such a long time, and I'll, it's going to be hard for you to actually leave work as you're saying. So gentleness, kindness <laughs> yeah. is very important yeah. in relationship, especially yeah. long-term. But yeah. uh, uh, as I said, you know, the, the, the beauty of things when you are in relationship is always focus on the solution. And instead of bitching about the problems, it's like, what yes. can we do together now yeah. to get this solved? We know this is a problem. Let's yeah. work around and let's find the solution. Yeah. 
this is like a dumb little aside, petty, personal thing, but like I spent a lot of time and money getting my hair done. As you can see, I just got it done. I love it. <laughs> and um, generally, it takes a while. It takes two and a half hours. Oh. There's a whole thing. We'll talk about my hair in a future time. But um, And often, because it takes so much time, I'm not willing to take time out of my work day. So I was going on Saturday mornings or Saturday afternoons. And my husband was kind of crabby about it and would be kind of pissy whenever I would have hair appointments. Mm. And then I finally, we had like a little, little communication about it. And it became clear, like he wants to spend time with me on mm. Saturdays. Right. And so I started scheduling kind of late in the afternoon in the, in midday. And it was so nice. Yes. Uh, yesterday morning, I sent him a text. I said, Hey, just an FYI, I'm going to be leaving for a hair appointment. I won't be home for dinner. And he said, okay, thanks. I really appreciate you making time for Saturday. That was like, I did good. Yeah. So, you know, and it meant something to him that I did that. So um, it's a little thing and I'm not perfect in any way and I'm still very annoying to him and he's very annoying to me in so many ways, but I did that. So I'm learning. I love that. So if I, <laughs> if I can add to that, because here's what sure. you kind of did, and this is a communication skill that I think everybody can benefit from. It's not just in romantic mm -hmm. relationship. So when we, when we want to voice something and say, express something we're frustrated about, which your husband did, coolios to him, you know, we want to feel heard. So step mm -hmm. one in communication is when you're talking, we're listening, but we often passively listen. We don't, we don't actively listen. We're already thinking of how we're going to respond or, so you could have yeah. been in your head saying, oh my God, here we go. He's going to complain again that I'm not home and whatever, but you actually actively listened and took his, his, what he's sharing as his need towards you, what he wants, you read in between the lines. And so you acknowledged it. So listen actively, acknowledge what you're hearing from your partner and you focused on the solution. Mm -hmm. So, and how does that make you feel that he, he just, you know, he was thankful about it, which I talk a lot about too, is being always recognize, recon, giving recognition. So for the changes that are done, it's important to recognize that. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you would imagine if you would be in those situation at any given time with anybody, whether it's a coworker, a friend, and you felt that way, it makes you feel safe because when we're communicating, we want to feel heard, right? If we're hurt and I'm saying to you, Oh my God, Heather, you know, blah, 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 blah. And you're just dismissing my feelings. I don't feel heard. Mm -hmm. I feel unimportant. I feel like you don't care. And that right. whenever I'm taking the time to actually communicate, doesn't matter where it's like, Heather, this is how I'm feeling. I'm going through this. Chantal, I understand. I'm sorry you feel that way. Um, if I understand correctly, this is what you're going through. Okay. What are we going to do about it? How can I support you? Uh, what can we do about it? big, big, big difference. And it's these three little steps. I remember I was working with a couple. Um, they had been together for three years. They were massively toxic from the beginning. They just, their dynamic. And uh, I, I gave him that exercise. I said, any given situation, you're going to apply these three things, any given situation between you, between like the kids, anywhere, any given time, any day, two weeks later, they called me the big smiles. We're having our session. They're like, we have never had a two weeks the way we just experienced in the last three years. It was just like transformative. And I said, because you felt heard. When we feel heard, we feel important. We feel we matter. 
especially from the people that we love, right? It's so important. So I applaud you for what you did with your husband. I think it's such a beautiful thing. And I love that he also said thank you because that's important to say as well. Yeah. I realized I I react well to positive reinforcement. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, thanks. Okay. So it wasn't such a little thing after all, but sometimes those little things add up, right? It's the little things that matters the most, actually. It's the little things that matters the most. Right. Yeah. Okay. We'll be right back on that thought and talk about Valentine's Day. Welcome back. So for the first part of our conversation, Chantal and I talked a lot about her journey, her path to finding love. She learned a really important lesson that I think we could all stand to remember. Love has to come within before it can come from another. Coming up, we really dig into feelings of loneliness surrounding Valentine's Day. Chantal has some great advice for people who feel down this time of year, for those who have a partner to celebrate, and everyone in between. So Valentine's Day is coming up. In fact, this episode will air the day before, I believe, um, which is perfect for your book. Yay. Um, So I'm kind of, it's, you know, a topical time to talk about some things. And I know that this time of year can be very difficult for people who are maybe not in a relationship or who have been in a relationship recently and broke up or are feeling very lonely. Um, And they can feel very left out, very isolated and, you know or be going grieving a relationship or something like that. So um, let's talk about that and what people can do to kind of help get through that. And I don't know, I guess exercise a little bit of self-love. Absolutely. And I'm an expert on this because I remember spending many Valentine's Day crying myself to bed (laughs) saying, you know, I can't believe this is another year of me being single. I can't wait to meet my person to be able to celebrate Valentine's Day. And funny enough, I've never not celebrated Valentine's Day since I've been in my relationship because I've changed my relationship to what Valentine's Day actually means. And this is why it's great for people that are, are grieving or lonely or in any shape or form. So first off, there's nothing wrong with being sad. I just want to say that you're allowed Thank to you. sit in your grief and right. your sadness. I think it's really important to process those emotions. But I would invite people to think about, you know, Valentine's Day, we've always, it's been so marketed and pushed in our heads that it's all about romantic love. I've really changed my relationship now to Valentine's Day where it's the day of love. Everything I love, you know, I love my body. I I love my friends. I love nature as corny as it sounds. So I love to take the time to celebrate love for the people I have around me that would also probably be lonely and have no Valentine. So Uh, last year, I remember I wrote Valentine's Day cards, like old school, you know, like we used to do in high school. The little little, little cardboard thing. Yes. And I sent them out to friends and it made me feel so good because I think that when we're going through grief, we forget everything else that exists around us. And we're experiencing different types of love. Love doesn't show up in just one way. There's a lot of different ways to love. So have like 
write down a list of what are the top 10 things that I love so much. It might be your pet, your dog, your cat, your children, you know, your, your hairdresser. You know what? I'm actually going to send them a note or give them a text and say, thank you for taking care of my hair the way you do. <laughs> so what Marine, it does, you're the best. <laughs> yeah, what it does is that when we defl- deflect, deflect the attention from us to others from a loving space, it creates serotonin and makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like when we give back, right? Whenever we're giving back, it makes us feel good. So I would invite people to just think about Valentine's Day from a completely different perspective, not make Mm -hmm. it just about romantic love. Mm-hmm. and share the love that you do have with sometimes people we don't take the time to actually say so and do these little gestures send a text mm-hmm. do a phone call uh go and spend the day at the spa with yourself if that's your thing give yourself a lot of self love i remember one year i was like you know what screw this i'm going to like treat myself i went to buy my favorite chocolates which are the lints I bought myself a couple of roses. I undid all the petals. I threw myself a bath with candles. <laughs> it was nice. awesome. It was one of the best yeah. Valentine's Day. And I put on some sad music that I love that made me think of my, my youth when I, in the 80s, all the ballads. And I ended up having a beautiful night celebrating myself. So that's nice. Yeah. A few, uh, a few ideas there for people. I love that. And I also think people ought to keep in mind that, yeah, there is, you know, St. Valentine's and it is a, it's been a, a holiday for a very mm-hmm. long time, but all the hype you see about it, this is being this as a marketer, this is all being pushed by companies who are trying to sell you exactly. something, right? And so a lot of that pressure, a lot, you know, you go, you go into Target, they're already putting Easter stuff out in Target right yeah. now, which drive, like a friend of mine literally called me, they're putting <laughs> Easter stuff out. Um and, um, you know, all the stuff you see, all the everything, it's because they want you to buy something. Mm-hmm. And so it isn't about that. It's like when we talk about the holiday, like the, you know, Christmas winter holidays, holidays yeah. Christmas yeah. and Hanukkah and everything. Like, it's not about the giving and the spending. It's about the being with your family. And in the case of um, in, in Valentine's Day, I love that you're like, it is the holiday of love. Mm-hmm. It's a day of love, however you want to define it. Yes. And that's why I've decided since I've been in my relationship where I'm like, I want to ce- celebrate love every day. I don't need this day to define mm-hmm. our love together. It's all actually mm-hmm. about just love in general. So mm-hmm. it's, it's really, it's taken a lot of pressure off our relationship. And we'll talk about mm-hmm. that too, because around Valentine's yeah. Day, there's so many expectations, especially when you're in relationship. So yeah. it just takes the pressure off. Well, let's go there. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Like there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure on people to spend money on jewelry and dinners and roses. And, you know, I always think it's the saddest thing. You go into like CVS and they have like the sad um, single rose, like garage, oh God, uh, what yes. are they gas station rose, <laughs> or, you know, like for the guy at the last second who forgot and he's rushing in there. Oh my God, I got to bring something oh. home. Like, there's so much pressure around it mm-hmm. too. And, and people idealize, like, I'm going to have this perfect experience and he's going to propose or whatever. Yes. Um, how do we like take the air out of all that? Well, I th- besides what you just already said, which was brilliant. Thank but, you. Yeah. <laughs> I got some more. I got some more. Good, good, good. Um, it's not super sexy, sadly. It's not what people want to hear, but I think that um, when we're in, 
we're, tr- I'm, I teach conscious com- communication, conscious relationships. And when I say that it's like healthy. So I think mm-hmm. that if something is really important to you, uh, you need to actually say what it is that you desire. So for example, if you're in a relationship and your boyfriend or a girlfriend typically does not celebrate, or they don't think about doing romantic things and it's important to you, it's important for you to communicate that and, and communicate that instead of a expecting your partner to guess Mm -hmm. what's happening in your brain. They should know me by now. Exactly. Nobody. Mm -hmm. Listen, I'm very intuitive. I can catch a lot of things when I have someone in front of me, but I I still cannot read your brain. So the Mm -hmm. fact that we make that assumption that someone should know how we're thinking, how we're feeling, what we want is completely wrong. You're setting yourself up for failure. And when you experience these kinds of, when you have these expectations, you really hit rock bottom with your disappointment because you had such yeah. high expectations. So I'll give an example. I had a, a girlfriend, her husband would never buy her a gift at her birthday or a birthday card because she would kept on saying, I don't need it. It's not important. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And every year it would be the same battle where she, I was like, I can't believe he didn't buy me anything and he didn't do this. And I was like, you always Poor guys like, but you said yes. Uh, and I'm like, why don't you actually say for once in your life that, you know what? It's important to me. I would really like it if you would take the time to get me a birthday card. It's all it took. And from that year on, he started buying her not only the gift, but also get, get it, giving her a, uh, a birthday card. So communicate what it is that you actually want, need, and desire. Of course, it takes out the surprise element, but it's mm-hmm. th- that's much better than sitting down and being so disappointed in your own expectation. And I would say the other thing is that, um, for example, in my relationship, I'm the adventurer and the romantic and the one that creates experiences. My boyfriend is really not good with that. His idea of a <laughs> nice date is going out to dinner which at one point I got frustrated. I was like, man, can't you like figure it out and do something, but it's not his strength. So Mm -hmm. I need to accept and remember who my person is and who I actually chose to be with (laughs) for the last five years. So I ate a own piece of my own humble pie. I practice what I teach all the time. And I was like, Chantal, if you want an exciting, adventurous, romantic night that you need to organize it because you're good at it. It's your strength. So just do it. Shush and do it. So it's really important to recognize the strengths and weaknesses that we have in our own relationship or dynamics. Communicate your needs. Stop expecting (laughs) because you're setting Mm -hmm. yourself up for failure and take ownership of it if it's that important to you. Show it. Do it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I might add to that. Um, also accept what matters to your person. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there have been situations where I tried to do a big surprise or a big outing or something, and it literally caused anxiety mm. in my spouse. And so, because they weren't quite sure what was going on, yeah. and, you know what I mean? And and I got, in the moment, I got very frustrated. But then afterwards, I apologized because I was like, I should have thought about how these kinds of situations might cause anxiety. Like I just was, I was thinking about what I wanted. Yes. Not what he wanted or not what would be enjoyable together. Exactly. I love that. That's great. Uh, Again, that's room for open communication, right? And remember who, who your person is and what they want as well. So, and I love your point of you chose to be with this person. Yeah. (laughs) 
It's really like, easy to forget. Like we tend to take ownership. Yes, you know? exactly. It's my favorite word, ownership, because we it's that 80-20 rule, right? That we often use in business. We tend mm-hmm. to forget the 80% we have and focus on the 20%. And it's yeah. like, uh, girl, you got 80%. <laughs> like, why are you focusing on the 20%? Remember. Yeah. Remember yeah. the good, not the bad. So yeah. and take ownership if 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 you're not getting what you want uh, from mm-hmm. the 20% of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So thinking about someone who maybe is getting into the dating scene or try, or thinking about getting into the dating scene or maybe is, you know, out of a long-term relationship, is it, should we always be looking for a long-term relationship or is it okay to just kind of get out there and test the waters and practice and just have fun? I think it's super important to go out there, practice, test your skills. So two things here, two answers to this. One is um, you need to get clear on what it is that you actually want. Most people go mm-hmm. out there and they're not really clear on what it is that they want. Or That's a good point. Um, one of the exercises that I do in the book, because that's actually the first love lesson that I, I teach is your want. We often think about what we want, which is very superficial. It tends to be, wants tend to be self-absorbed, right? I, I want her to be financially well off. I want him to cook. I want him to be funny. I want her to be this. I want him to be that. Where tall. Yes. <laughs> Superficial. Where needs yeah. are very, they're fundamental. They're values. They're deal breakers. They're they're almost, I always say it's like air or water. You couldn't live without, you know, respect, acceptance, um, uh, kind, whatever that is to you. And most people think about what they want from a partner, but they never think about what do I need and want from my relationship? How do I want to grow and evolve in this next relationship after what I've been through? And I've, I've kind of seen what works and what doesn't. So it's really important to do the inventory and mm-hmm. you don't need to get this list clear. Uh, it doesn't always happen because that's why I go back to the dating is great practice Because once you go through this list and you go out and practice, you can see, oh, I thought this was important, but you know what? Actually, this is, this is a want, but it, it's, this is really a need for me. I can't live Mm -hmm. without this. So it really get, helps you to get clarity on when you go out in the dating world. Um, So wants, needs, get clearer between the two, understand not only what you want and need from a partner, but also from a relationship perspective, which people really never take the time to think about, you know, it's always the immediate, immediate, how this person is making me feel now. We don't think, how are they going to show up for me? Like in 10 years from now, when, you know, I don't know, I get pregnant, I get fat. I don't, I can't lose the baby weight. We have financial problems. I get sick. Somebody dies in my family. We don't take the time to really think about that. And that's where the value system comes in that you really have to Mm -hmm. think about. Yeah. So if you move on to the, the dating skills, the thing I want to say too, is that we often go out dating, expecting in a result. Again, here goes the expectations. That's <laughs> more. Mm-hmm, yeah. We often, I was that person. I wanted to check it off the list. Could he be the one? Could he be the one? And thinking about the potential versus just being in the experience and observing myself. And this is something I want to share that's key when you're starting to date and put yourself back out there is observe yourself. How am I behaving? Am I really being my true me? Am I doing the same patterns that I was doing in my past relationship? Am I repeating things that I know that don't work for me and that I don't want? Am I accepting certain behaviors that I shouldn't be? So observe yourself and learn from these experiences and have fun 
have fun. Mm -hmm. And that's why the third step to like dating is learning how to um, filter properly because a lot of people get frustrated when they're dating and you you touched a little bit about it at the beginning where lots of bad behavior uh lots of people misbehaving when they're dating but yeah. I also find it's because we're afraid to speak our truth and we don't catch people on their bad behavior we don't we don't right. tell them tell them catch you know say yeah. call them out on their <laughs> as I <Yeah>. to say. <laughs> yeah. call them out on their and say you know what that's not okay of course there's a way to say things you don't need to yeah. be rude and impolite you can actually say things in a really nice way, but you need to call out people when they do have bad behavior. So yeah. it's, it's, it's dating is, I think we need to change our relationship, our way of thinking around dating because we see it as such a, oh, it's exhausting. It's so much work, but that makes me laugh because we're looking for someone serious, a life partner. So if you were going out and buying a car, buying a house, buying a condo, buying a mattress, would you just go and buy the first one out there? I mean, it could happen once in a blue moon, you know, this is it, this is what I want. But you'd, you'd be trying, testing, you know, visiting to make sure you're being safe in this long-term engagement that you're looking for because it's something that's long-term. It's not this like fast hustling uh, little thing that you're looking for. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it sounds to me, if if I'm hearing you correctly, like when you get clarity on what you really need and what your what your your life goal is of like the kind of how you wanna be, how you wanna feel, what kind of relationship you wanna be in when you get to a certain point in your life, then it becomes a lot easier to set those boundaries and to see those red flags and to speak up and say, Yeah, I don't think there's gonna be a second date, buddy. Like this was not this was not, <laughs> yes. you're rude or whatever, um, or someone who ghosts you or stands you up or whatever. Like, I think it becomes easier. And I, and one of the things we talk about um, on this podcast a lot is that a lot of people have discomfort saying no, mm -hmm. like they just literally physically, it's scary to do. Mm -hmm. And I think once you have clarity on your why, which is what I'm hearing you talk about is yes. the why then it becomes a little bit easier. Yeah, because this goes back to self-love. If you're not mm -hmm. able to say no when you actually want to say no, you're not loving yourself enough to honor your needs. Right. Right. And that right away creates a toxic relationship that won't right. service you. So right. there's, a, there's a theme that I call in the book that's called the eagle eye vision because humans, we have this 20-20 vision when you're not glasses. I'm, I'm there. I'm there too. I was trying to not wear them, but the Eagle has this perfect vision 24 seven where they see the bigger picture. So that's why the vision is so important because the clearer you are and you stay focused on what really matters to you, what really matters to you, not what you want. You know, it's like, what really matters to me? You will date much more, uh, smarter, you won't go through dating burnout. You will not accept or compromise yourself in any way. You will be able to communicate and stick to the boundaries that are important to you. So you're going into it much wiser, smarter. Mm -hmm. So don't you want that for yourself? Don't you? So right. it's, it's develop that eagle eye vision. So yes. And I love that you said that you recapped it so well. You need to understand what is your why. So you can actually, that's so important because I always, that's an exercise I do. What's your why behind the why and why? And then I ask why again and why until we really drill it down to the yeah. right reason. 
I feel like we could talk for another two hours. I mean, this has been fantastic, but we're running out of time. So let's talk a little bit more about your book and how people can find you and, uh, you know, all the things you have to offer. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. So raise your love signal. It's a guide to attracting and keeping the love of your life. And I wanted to make it a guide so it's easy to read. It's not like this 300 page (laughs) Bible that we get discouraged. Um, So easy read. And Anywhere you are in your journey to love, whether you're single, you're in a relationship, you will get something from it. And I think that no matter how we take the time to learn, we often fall off the wagon and forget certain things. It happens to me all the time. I'm like a big believer in going back to great things and just like, oh, you know what? You need to you need to get yourself Reminder. back on track here. Yes. So um, it's going to be released February 14th. It's available for pre-sale now on Amazon. I mean, you can go to my website, www.raiseyourlovesignal.com and you'll get a nice little pop-up window that will uh, show you where you can actually pre-order the book until it's officially released on February 14th. Okay. And people can find you on your website. My website, Instagram is the uh, platform, the social media platform that I am mostly active on. So it's mm-hmm. my name, Chantal.Landreville. I'm sure you'll have that in the show notes. I'm on TikTok, yep. I'm on Facebook, I'm a little bit on LinkedIn, but definitely Instagram is the uh, your go-to. Is my go-to for the time being, yes. Perfect. Yeah. Well, this has been a wonderful discussion. It's just been lovely and it's a you know lovely, perfect um, opportunity. Well, we'll this will air on the 13th. Yeah. So hopefully everyone will get some value out of it and um, realign their expectations yes. and practice a little self-love. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Chantal. This has been great. Thank you, Heather. It's been great to connect and have this conversation with you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And happy Valentine's Day. Oh, happy Valentine's Day to you too. <laughs> okay. So that's it for now. Thanks for listening. That's a Hard No is a production of Clever Girl Marketing, my little agency in Cleveland, in partnership with our friends at Evergreen Podcasts. Many thanks to our amazing team, including Maura Del Rosario, our production and marketing coordinator, Noah Fouts, our amazing producer, editor, and composer who wrote our theme music and performed it with his band, The Big Leagues, and our new video producer and editor, Kay Holmberg. You can find show notes and resources on our website, and you can find other fun stuff on our socials. We're Hard No Podcast, and we're now on YouTube, so check us out there. Make sure to like and subscribe on your favorite listening platforms, but especially Apple. Can you please do us a favor? Give us a rating and review so more people can find us and learn how to say no. So until next time, thanks for listening. And remember, saying no isn't just okay. Saying no is key to living an authentic, fulfilling life. So do it. Find your no, then say it with me. Welcome to the Bravery Academy. My name is Emma Ferris and I'm your host. This podcast is crafted to share the stories of courageous individuals who have overcome adversity and found the courage to live their best lives. We'll explore the science of well-being, courage and connection and interview top thought leaders, game changers and survivors. And it's from these stories that we learn what resilience is, how to heal, how to recover and how to be brave.